Hola, bienvenido, and welcome to this episode of the Courage, Confidence, and Character podcast hosted by the Girl Scouts of Colorado. My name is Catherine, and I'm part of the marketing team here at GSCO. September 15th marks the start of Hispanic Heritage Month, and we're celebrating by sharing stories and impacts from Troop 60555. The girls in this troop all identify as Hispanic or Latina and have been working to share their culture to other Girl Scouts, as well as spreading Girl Scouts to those in their community. We'll also hear from their troop leader about the impacts leading this troop has had on her. Gracias por su atención. All right, thank you all so much for being here. To start off, can I just ask what your names are and what your level in Girl Scouts is? Um, I'm Leslie, and I'm a third-year cadet. Um, I'm Danny, and I'm a first-year senior. I'm Maria, and I'm... Are you a junior in high school? Yeah. You're an ambassador. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and then, can you all tell me a little bit about how you identify yourself, whether, you know, you identify with Hispanic or Latino, or there's, like, specific countries or regions you identify yourself as? Uh, I d- identify as a Hispanic. I identify as a, as a Hispanic as well. Um, I identify as a Hispanic, too. I can see from your vest, you've all been in Girl Scouts for a very long time. What has that kind of been like? What has kept you in for that long? Helping people out. Getting to hang out with friends. Just, like, doing (laughs) activities together and just, like, bonding. Mm-hmm. What I've heard is that your troop is made of all Latina and Hispanic girls. Is that true? Yes. Are there things that you do in your troop that you think other troops don't get to do? Um, when we do, like my mom said, World Thinking Day, we do more of like Latin countries of what we're kind of closer to, like our culture or heritage-wise. What kind of countries have you done for World Thinking Day? Costa Rica, Peru, and I think there's another one, but I can't remember it. And then, I mean, what was it like, you know, not only learning about, but then teaching other Girl Scouts about those countries from kind of a different perspective than most people may have? That we have, like, a better understanding than, like, some other people. Or, like, not exactly, but, like, kind of, like, a better. Mm-hmm. Not too much, though. Yeah. Um, we, for World Thinking Day, when we have done those two Latin countries, uh, we also offer the food and culture that they have. So, like, they get to try new things. What's an example of, like, something you've done for that? Like, a food or a cultural thing you've done? We got some skirts. They're, like, how can I explain it? Like, they're Mexican skirts. And we got those, and then we made, for Costa Rica, we made, like, the rice that they have over there. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> what what rice dish was it? Do you remember? Um, I think it was, like, brown rice with, like, black beans and, like, uh, some other vegetables. I'm, I'm not sure. That's awesome. So we're coming up to Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, and that is why we're having this podcast. Um, is there anything that your troop is doing to help celebrate that? 
Um, not exactly, but like in November, we're gonna have like Day of the Dead. We're gonna host an event for our service unit, so like they get to know a little bit of more of what's like Day of the Dead from our perspective as Hispanics. What's it like planning an event like that? Um, sometimes it could be easy, and like sometimes it could be hard. It just really depends. What are some easy things or things that you like about planning events like the Day of the Dead event? I like decorating. Well, yeah, I like decorating for it because you get to go all out on it because it's something we celebrate and we know. Like how she said, like coming out with like decorations and like just planning it. What? are some hard things about planning an event like that? Getting a big venue or something, because we'll never know how many people are going to go. Mostly, like, gathering information to explain it to people who just don't know about it yet. You also mentioned a little bit earlier, like, doing types of community service that you do with Girl Scouts. What are some examples of things that you do for that? For Halloween... Like, close to Halloween, before Halloween, we had a fall fest at this store in rec center. And uh, we had, like, little imprinted picture, I mean, um, pamphlets that were just talking about Girl Scouts and stuff. And we were just promoting Girl Scouts. And there was a lot, we noticed that there was a lot of Latina and Latin American people that were most mostly interested into joining. Oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there would be lots of girls come to, like, the table, and, like, their parents wouldn't know what it was, and we would, like, explain it to them in Spanish so they would understand it. How does it feel being able to help bridge that gap? Um, It kind of feels good because we know we're, like, like, when we leave, there will probably be more Hispanic girls than we than there used to be. It feels really good because we get to start a new... Community? How do I say? Yeah. We get to add more different type of... Like, for example, we get to add more Latin Americans into Girl Scouts, so it just makes a bigger and different community. I can see that some of you have earned your highest awards. What were those projects about? Um, me and Danny did our bronze award together, and we did like a fundraiser to go get or like for teddy bears, and we went to go donate them to like this homeless shelter where they take in families, and we also donated to firefighters and some daycare centers to give to their children. And are any of you working on the highest award right now? Yes, me and Leslie are working on getting our silver award. And for that one, we are... Um, we're trying to recruit more Mexican girls into like our service unit or like any service unit in general.
And why did you choose that project? Because we've noticed that there's more different, like there's barely any Latina girls in Girl Scouts. So we're trying to like bring more Latina girls into Girl Scouts because I feel like they would be interested in it and just try new things. And what are some ways that you're trying to do that then? Um, We're planning to host an event here at the Dream Lab. Like, I think that in the coming weeks to um, bring more Hispanic girls to learn about um, Girl Scouts a little bit more and have it in Spanish because I know most parents don't speak English. So just to have them get to know more about Girl Scouts. How do you think being um, part of an all-Latina troop, but also part of this group that is helping, um, you know, draw other Latinas and Hispanic people into Girl Scouts, how do you think that's impacted your future? I think it kind of just gives us, like, it helps us, like, help more include more different type of people. And, like, it doesn't have to be Hispanic. And just be, like, more open-minded. I think that's what we were also thinking about for Silverwood. Like, it doesn't really have to be really Latin, but, like, we would like to, and it could be any other, like, type of race that we're okay with. We just want to, like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, bring more people in. Because lots of people that me and Danny know, they used to be in Girl Scout, and they left because, like, they just didn't like it anymore and they didn't have like lots of like interesting activity like they used to because like their interests obviously changed from when they were little yeah I feel like I'm adding on to what Leslie said about it doesn't have to be Latin American people it could just be any race we just want to include more people and we want to change the way people see things and like we just want to add more people into the community that we already have. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about that we have not talked about yet? It can be about Girl Scouts, about your culture. I feel like sometimes Girl Scouts, like, doesn't really have lots of, like, culture. Well, I think they do have culture, but, like, not as much. And I think they should just, like, include more. What do you mean by that? Can you talk a little bit more? Um, like, what we've... I could speak for all three of us and, like, our whole troop that we don't see lots of, like, patches, like, really, like, focused on culturals, cultural, cultures or heritage or, like, I feel like they should include more of, like, um, Latin American, uh, like, different other cultures, like, Asian cultures, um, I don't know. Like, other cultures besides, I don't know, like, really... Our mainstream culture, other yeah. than that, yeah. And anyone can speak to this, of course. Why do you think it's important to have that kind of representation? Yeah, uh, adding on to that, I feel like we just need to have more different race other than the ones that we already have. I want that to sound rude. <laughs> That's okay. It's because, um... Every year, we ha we have, like, this event at, like, Skeet City or something. And there's just barely any Latin Latinas 
or Hispanics or anything there, and we're just the only people there, which it's okay, but it's just we feel like if we add more different races to it, it would just make it better. <laughs> it's important to have diversity because, and you know, everyone gets a better experience and everyone is able to feel included. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's definitely very valid. Yeah. And something to add on to that is when we go to those events, uh, they have like different type types of things we've never heard of. And it's a good thing, though, because we get to learn about different things when we go. But I just feel like we need more people like to go to those events because the last one we had only like about 20 people went <laughs> and it was not a lot. If there were people who were listening, Girl Scouts or troop leaders or something, who felt like they were, you know, of a different culture than the majority of the other Girl Scouts they're with, what is something that you would say to them? To embrace their culture and maybe, like, let more people know about it. Because if you don't, we're all, like, not going to know about your culture. So, and also, it kind of helps you feel, like, a little bit closer when you're talking about your culture, I think we could all speak for that. Like, you know? Yeah, I just, yeah. I, adding on to her, I feel like you just need to explain more for us to be able to understand it more, at least get what you're trying to say about it. Yeah. Some people like to talk about their culture, but not lots of people know about it. So I think it's like, if you're part of a culture, I think you should, like, let everybody... How can I say it? Like, no one celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace it. Thank you so much for coming in and doing this. Thank you for inviting us to yeah. do this. Thank one. you for having Thank us. You. Even though if it was kind of awkward. <laughs> Get ready to hear more about Troop 60555's experiences from their troop leader, Priscilla, next. Just to start off, what is your name? Uh, my name is Priscilla Orozco Garcia. And then how are you related to Girl Scouts? So I am a troop leader. I've had my troop for the last 12 years. I'm also a service co-leader uh, for the Sunset Hills Service Unit. And I also participate on the Kiwa Camp Day Committee. That is a lot. That is <laughs> a lot. A whole mouthful. <laughs> um, what got you started with Girl Scouts? So funny. Um, so I have two older boys. Um, plus 13 years ago, I started a Cub Scout troop. And the majority of the boys there had uh, sisters. And one of the sisters approached me and said, is there anything for girls? And I'm like, yeah, there's Girl Scouts. And their mom, my friend, my daughter's uh, babysitter at the time said, since you're bilingual, would you reach out to Girl Scout Council and see if there's a troop nearby? So, of course, um, I called and the VSS at the time said, no, there's not, but you could start a troop. And I'm like, Classic. no, I just started a, a Girl Scout. I, I just started a Cub Scout troop. I said, you know, my daughter is still in a baby carrier. I said, it's for a girl that I know. Um, 
and 12 years later, I'm, I'm here with my troop, a multi-level. That's awesome. What has it been like leading a troop of girls who are, you know, primarily Hispanic Latinas and share that culture with you? It's been interesting. It's been fulfilling, but I've also, it's been empowering. Um, I tell them, and this is a phrase that you will hear me repeating with them, and even with our troop moms, is don't let a language be a barrier. Because sometimes, uh, you know, when we're a minority group, as parents, we tend not to participate uh, in after-school activities, clubs, organizations such as Girl Scouts because of a language barrier, right? We think, oh, what if they ask me or what if they ask this, you know, and I don't have that ability to communicate. Um, so I tell my girls, it's like, no, don't let a language be a barrier. You know, you have a lot to contribute um, because of who you are and who you can be in the long run and what are you going to do to you know leave your mark in our community yeah and they were telling me a lot about um some of the outreach they've done in that community just like telling people about girl scouts and bridging that gap can you speak to that as well yes so um like I said, I think just, you know, when there is that language barrier, it's like, how do you, how do you communicate with the community? And um, I've showed them that, you know, just like they're able to uh, speak their, uh, speak in their native language, um, you know, or whatever language they feel comfortable to allow and invite other girls to be a part of that, um, you know, because once again, uh Growing up in a Latino uh, family household where English or where Spanish was my primary language, um, you know, growing up, I didn't have the same opportunities as they did. Um, so being able to, you know, bridge that gap, um, not only them, but for future generations, I think that's going to be very uh, impactful in our community. And then if there was someone who was listening and they were of a minority, maybe not specifically Hispanic, Latina, what do you think you would say to them if they were thinking about joining a program like Girl Scouts? I would say, once again, don't let a language be a barrier. Um, you know, there's, there's many ways that we could uh, volunteer, engage in Girl Scouts, um, you know, being a, a troop leader may not be something that we all look forward to or, um, you know, might have doubts. But I always tell them, you know, you learn along the way. Um, I'm glad to see that uh, GSCO has now uh, diversity and inclusion, uh, you know, personnel that here at the Dream Lab as well, you have someone that, you know, looks like us, speaks our language, uh, and there's many resources out there. Um, I was very excited when some of the Girl Scout material uh, for Daisies and Brownies was translated into Spanish. So it's amazing to see girls be able to get their Daisy book in Spanish and, you know, 
have parents read them the stories, um, you know, help them engage. So once again, you're not just engaging the girl, but you're engaging a family. And at the end of the day, I always say it starts within the family and then we're going to start impacting our communities as a, a larger, you know, and that's when we start seeing that spread or that, um, that impact that we're going to see in Girl Scouts. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to talk about or share that I didn't ask? Well, I would just invite, um, in general, you know, uh, girls, parents to join. And for those that, you know, for those troops that are located in a diverse community, is uh, sometimes we just need to know who our community is. You know, find that one community leader, or that one parent that is already engaged with, um, you know, the, the diverse group, and that will help pull that community together, um, engage that minority group to be a part of Girl Scouts, and, um, you know, once again, I think having a multicultural group, multi-level group, uh, in my case, um, has been the best experience uh, as a, a person to be able to see the girls go from being in a cocoon to, you know, spreading them their wings. And for for some of our older girls that have already graduated, to see them fly out as that butterfly. Um, it's a very fulfilling uh, experience as a troop leader. All right. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing that with us today. Well, thank you. Gracias. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Courage, Confidence, and Character podcast. We'll be releasing new episodes every month that showcase all of the amazing things Girl Scouts in Colorado are doing. If you liked this episode, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform to be notified when you can hear from us next.